Grieving, Podcast 2. Last week I spoke about the squeezing of the sponge and using it to form a picture in your mind. What does your picture look like? Is it of a child holding your hand or of you giving mom a goodbye hug? Remember, each loss adds to that picture. Today, let's look at words that are foundational in understanding your loss. Since I used the symbolism in the squeezing of the sponge, I thought it would be enlightening to use the symbolism of you putting on a tool belt. Take these words, your thoughts, a story, and put them in your tool belt. First word is bereavement. To bereave means to be torn apart or to be robbed. Just saying the word makes my heart hurt. It's painful. Grief. To grieve is having internal thoughts and feelings experienced. This is to internalize your thoughts, what is in your heart and mind. Mourning. To mourn is the outward expression of grief, meaning grief gone public. Mourning is sharing your story. Perturbation. The capacity to experience change and movement. Using the sponge is perturbation, for it is causing the movement with your thoughts. So when you hear me say, grieving is something you need to go through, it is perturbation. Now I want to go off script. I'm going to share with you a story of when my mom passed away. She was 87 years old, and she was tired. She was the last one in her family to live. She had congestive heart failure, and she decided that it was time for her to go into hospice. I come from a large family, and it wasn't necessarily easy for everyone in the family to agree that it was time to let go of mom. But she chose that me being with my nursing background, that I was going to be the one that was going to take care of her. It was a difficult time. It was of letting go. Being the nurse, I wanted to make sure that I not only took care of mom, but I also made sure that the family was taken care of as well. But as I worked with grief, I also shared my thoughts with other family members as I worked through the mourning of my mom. But what I learned about a year after I was approaching the one-year anniversary, and I found myself crying at a commercial about a dog. My husband gave me a rather weird look like, what is wrong with you? I found myself having difficulty just even getting out of bed and trying to function. So through work, I was able to go to a counselor. And she looked at me and she said, well, Patty, you are mourning the loss of your mom. And I looked at her in shock. It was like, yeah, but I, I did already. And she goes, no, you grieved the loss of your mom. You, you told her story, but you didn't internalize the loss of your mom. And so she gave me a few things to do, and I visited with her a couple more times, and then I was feeling much better. But even as Alan Wolfeld and David Kessler that I talked about last week, even though you're working with grief, to mourn is something very different. And so we need to understand that those two words are very different, and they're very important words for you to understand. So with those words in mind, no wonder to bereave is painful. It is the most difficult physically, cognitively, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually that you will ever go through. Think about that for a minute. There is no part of your being that it does not affect. So why wouldn't you feel sadness? 
It's the hallmark symptom of grief. To feel sadness is essential. What does a person do when you feel sad? You turn inward, withdraw, slow down. Maybe this is your body's way of saying, time out. Take time to sit in the chair of grief. Take time to feel whatever it is that you need to feel. Carl Jung says, take time to quietly sit and do your soul work, which leads to spiritual work. I say, remember, perturbation. Be aware of depression, for it is very different from sadness. I think next week we need to talk about depression. For today's society, we see the loss of a loved one as an event, not a life-changing journey. There are types of depressions, and what part does counseling play? That should be interesting. But for now, back to defining of words. Did you know that grief looks a lot like fear? The unknown. There's little or no control. So take time to slow down and turn inward to grieve. Put those thoughts into your tool belt. Now let's look at mourning, sharing your story. When you are ready to share your story, make sure it's a person that is a good listener and be able to sit with you. I always find it amazing when I encourage a person to find that special listener, they instinctively know who to go to. They will often share who that person is and sometimes they are even surprised as to who is stepping up. Most people do not know what you are going through unless they have walked in the shoe of grief. Even then, know that your grieving is unique as you. Sometimes it means that you will need to have some thick skin for people say and do things that just make you shake your head. You feel like people are avoiding you. This is something for you to remember that people may not know what to say or do, so they stay away. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you are the one that will need to break the ice and approach them. Start the conversation, and then each time it will get easier. It is important to remember to be patient and kind, not only to yourself, but to others as you grieve. I want you to be aware that it may not be a close friend that is able to hear your story, or realize that that friend may be a good person to go to a movie with when you want to step away from grieving. I hope that you put these four big words into your tool belt along with your thoughts. Take time to grieve. Take time to mourn. Take words of wisdom from what you read and hear and pull it all together and put it into your tool belt to make your own perturbation, to move forward, to experience change. In closing, I want to share a quote that I have on the whiteboard in my office. Grief that touches the soul has a voice of its own. Take care.